Thursday Night Football with John Giles. Johnny Giles is a national treasure. When he speaks, I mean, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. When he's on the show, I was in the car the other day, I parked the car and I sprinted into the house and turned on the radio. I love listening to him. I love Johnny Giles. John Giles, every Thursday at 7.30pm on OTB Sports Radio, live 24-7 on the Go Loud app. Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. When you've watched more Belarusia Premier League than is healthy, proper football is back. Gamble responsibly, cwe.net. All right, it is Thursday evening, and as always, we're joined on the line by John Giles. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. We've commentary of Aston Villa against Manchester United coming up later this evening, and we'll see Jack Grealish in action once again against the team that he's been linked with. He's been linked with a lot of the teams in the top four this season. What are your thoughts on him as a player? Because Graham Souness was on Sky at the weekend, and, well, I think it's fair to say didn't seem fully convinced, said that, being the most foul player in the Premier League, it means I'm holding on to the ball too long. It means you're not seeing the picture quick enough. There's no doubt about it. He's got ability. He's easy on the eye. He's silky on the eye. But anyone that gets tackled that much and gets that many fouls isn't seeing the picture quickly enough. Would you go yeah. along with that? No. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with Graham there, uh, Nathan. I normally agree with him, but I mm. don't agree with him there. Because I think uh, what he was saying was that he's holding on to the ball too long, so therefore he's getting tackled more than anybody else. Well, well, my take on it would be when you're playing in a team that's not so good, mm. Nathan, as uh, Grealish is, um, you do have to hang on to the ball longer than if you was playing for Manchester United or Manchester City. Do you know what I mean? So There'll the, the players, the players around him aren't moving as quickly, so uh, exactly. therefore... Exactly, yeah. Like when you're playing in any team game, like you're only as good as the players you play with. Mm. You know, like obviously you're a very, very good player. You you play well in any team, but the better the players you play with, Nathan, it's it's that's it's a well-known thing that you're playing with good players. Uh, good players make it easy for you. Yeah, you know, good players make it easy for each other. But if we're talking about Grealish. Like if Grealish was playing in the Manchester City team, he wouldn't be ha- he wouldn't have to hold on to the ball so long. So therefore, he wouldn't be getting as many fouls. So it depends what way you want to look at it. But I, I, I just think uh, Graham, Graham was, was a bit harsh on him there. This Aston Villa side, you touched on it, like, are limited, to put it quite nicely. They mm. do look to be a very, very average team. Mm. How then do you judge Jack Grealish? As you say, he's playing such a different style of football than what would be expected if he was to go to Manchester United or to Manchester City. Mm. And if suddenly you're in a team with Pogba and Fernandes or with De Bruyne and Sterling, it's... Mm. It's a, it's a world away from what he's dealing with right now. So how, how is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Pep Guardiola, how do they judge him? And what should they be looking for and what he's doing at the moment? Well, well I can only talk for myself, uh, Nathan. I mm-hmm. don't know how they look at it. But the way I would look at him, when I've seen Grealish on the ball, and I think that there's a few players from Villa uh, should be taking up a position to receive it, and they're not doing it, so he has to hang on to it, then he gets a foul. But I, I, what, what I do see with him, that he does spot the ball, uh, in the right, sorry, the right ball to give when the players make the right movements for them. Yeah, it's very difficult when you're playing in, in the team, Nathan. That they're not so good. I don't, and I don't be harsh on the on the Villa lads, but good players just make it easy for each other. And he doesn't have those players around him. And what what I what I try to judge a player is like Grealish. What would he be like in Manchester City or Manchester mm. United or indeed Liverpool for that matter? I think he'd be very good. Because I think with the, the the passes that he does make, he creates mostly for himself, uh, and they're usually as as good.
good as he can make in the position that he receives them in, Nathan, you know? Yeah, Suna said that the players you wouldn't like to play against are the Skulls, Xavi's, Iniesta, who pop it off quickly, you know, one, two touch yeah. and the ball's gone. Have you seen enough that you think in, in the quality of a Manchester City team he could do that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I think he does well in, in, in what he has to do with the Villa, with the Villa lads. Mm. You know, uh, like, Graham played with a, with a great team himself, you know, with Dalglish and Hansen and all these guys. And you definitely make it easy for each other. So if he was playing with the, with the players that uh, you mentioned there, they make it easy for you. But, but you have to be able to play, to, 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 to play with, these, with these guys. And, and watching Grealish, I think Grealish can play. Uh, and I think he's, he's limited on what he can do with the Villa team. But he makes the most of what he can do, Nathan, mm. in my opinion. Uh, but if you put him in the Manchester United team or the Liverpool team or the, the, the Manchester City team, I think he has the quality to really, really be able to live with those players and play well. He's played a couple of different roles for Villa this season. He's played as part of a, a more of a central midfield role and a creative player from deep. And then at times, maybe when he's been at his best, certainly from a goal-scoring point of view, they played him on the left-hand side of a, of a front three. In terms of his skill set, like where do you see him ending up? What's, what will his best position be? Well, I think his best position is in the middle of the field, the middle right. of the midfield. When you're playing left-hand side of the midfield or right-hand side of the midfield, uh, you're dependent on somebody getting the ball to you. Mm. And in the Villas team, he doesn't have anybody capable of getting the ball to him in good positions, Nathan. He might get away with that and play well in the Manchester City, the Manchester United, Liverpool team, uh, where you only have to wait and, and get into a good position there and people get the ball to you. But I, if I were playing him, if I, were, if I were Manchester City or United or Liverpool, I'd play him in the middle of midfield, Nathan. I think he's the guy that can, can get the ball to the players uh, in a way that most people can't. Right, I, so think, I think he's a central midfield player. See, when you're a central midfield player, you can go right or left. You mm. can go and chase, the, not chase the ball, but in, in the positions uh, uh, to receive the ball. When you're playing left-hand side, it's like we talked about Polk before when he played with Juventus. He played yeah, yeah. left-hand side in midfield, Nathan. So you can wait there, right? And somebody gets the ball, ball out to you. You know, in, in, uh, in, in Juventus' case, it was the, the, the master midfield player. Yeah, Pirlo, yeah. And Pirlo. So, could, like, could, could Grealish yeah. fill that role? Is he yes. that good? Without, well, com without comparing him to Pirlo, but, but could he do that role? As, there's mm. not many people as good as Pirlo, Nathan. But he'd be good. I think he'd be really good in that position. Right. You know, I mean, there's very few people as good as Pirlo, but I think he, he would be a really, really class midfield player playing in a good team, Nathan, where they're getting the ball into him. And he, he, he then he's... First thing, when you're, when you're playing with players, you, first of all, you have to get the ball from them. And then somebody has to be in a position to give it to. Give it to. Mm. Now, that might sound very simple. But when you're a player with players that are not so good, first of all, you don't get the ball like you should do. And most times, you've nobody really to give it to in a way that, you know, top players make it easy for each other. So I would play him. If I, was, if I were buying him, I'd buy him as a central midfield player. Right. It'd be interesting because traditionally in English football, I guess, and we might talk about Declan Rice a little bit more, they're midfield player in that Jack Grealish role would be more of a Declan Rice, somebody very defensive-minded who can sweep up the danger and play a simple little ball to another midfielder. Do you think actually Grealish, could Manchester United play a three-man midfield of Jack Grealish, Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba? Oh yeah, because neither of the other two that you mentioned, Pogba and Fernandes, Fernandes mm. can't do what Grealish can do, Nathan. But can, he, can, he, can Grealish provide protection for a back four? Uh, no. 
No, well, you can because you have the ball all the right. time. Now. Now, I, I, see, I, I don't believe there, there is a midfield player born, uh, Nathan, that can protect the back four. Yeah. That's why the best way to protect the back four is having the ball and giving the ball to people. Now, what we've had over the years is designated players to send a screen in the back four. You know, Jesus Christ couldn't protect the back four, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going across the pitch. But the best way to protect the back four is to get on the ball, use the ball and have the ball. So I think it's an overrated uh, uh, situation where people are saying protecting the back four. If uh, I don't think, first, first of all, I don't think Pogba is a central midfield player. I don't think Fernandez is a central midfield player. In fact, I think I spoke about Fernandez before. I don't mm. think Fernandez is really a midfield player at all, Nathan. He's a very, very good. Uh, he's a, he's a goal scoring midfield player. Well, I'm explaining to myself. Yeah, well, yeah. in other words, he comes from he's, midfield he's to score goals. No, he's not going to. He's not going to knit it together. Definitely not going because he's always ahead of the ball. Now he's very good at what he does. He picks out the right pass and he get goals. Actually, I think I said from the start. I think you see him. I see him as a goal scoring midfield player. Uh, uh, Grealish can do things in the middle of the fair field, mm. in my opinion. That Pogba and Fernandez are not capable of doing. Yeah, he can knit it together. He now, not- also. Don't forget, Fernandes and Pope can do things that Grealish can't do. Mm. But that's how you get a team. But I, I would put him in the middle of those those two, and I think he'd be very good. That's if Pope continues uh, uh, to, to play in the way he's played in the last couple of matches. And I think the reason for that, Nathan, is circumstances. I think, uh, you know, with this with the, with the, the, this, this virus situation, that the big clubs don't have the money. I think he's more likely to settle down with Manchester United now because I think it's the best available to him yeah. than had been, say, before this uh, 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 situation. So, Jack Grealish, then, it'll be interesting to see what happens. He's not Jesus Christ, though, I think, as uh, you've pointed out, so they'll need to keep their expectations uh, Yeah, I, I, If I were City, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in him if I, if I were uh, 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 Guardiola. Mm. I uh, think he'll do it at the top level, you know. I think, I think he has the, the quality, he's able to beat players, he can hold it. He can do all the things that playing with good players uh, uh, need. Declan Rice is a player who, again, has been linked with Manchester City, Manchester mm. United, Chelsea. But when you see the reports linking him with almost all three, it's not in the role he's playing with West Ham in, in that deep-lying midfield role. It's as a centre-half. Is that yeah. where you see his future? Oh, yeah. Well, I think he's a top-class player, uh, Nathan. And what you find with top-class players, they can play in most positions. In other words, he's a very, very good midfield player. Mm. Would he be an even better central defender player? I mean, if I were Guardiola, I'd pay whatever was needed to pay for him and put him in the back four. Okay. You, you think, say, if he does go and he hasn't, he's played games at centre back, it'll be a straightforward change from from midfield to centre back that he could settle in quite quickly. Oh, easier. Oh, take time. Yeah, but when you have the ability that Rice has and, play, and players like that, the further you go back, the easier it mm. is, Nathan. It's, it's, it, now he's, he's a, I think he's a top-class midfield player, but I think he could, he could really, really... It, it, before you go back in football with the ability that those players have, the easier it is, Nathan, because you're facing the ball all the time. But when you yeah. get the ball in the midfield, nine, nine times out of ten, you've got your back to the play, to, to where you want to go. When you're playing at the back, you're facing where you'll be all the time. I think he's quick. I think he's good in the air. I think he reads it well. I think he's made for that particular position. And there's not many players like that around at the moment, as, as uh, Manchester City know. Mm. So I, I would pay whatever need to be paid for him. 
in that position. He doesn't strike me as a sort of blood and guts centre half, desperate last tack, last second lunges and tackles that mm. he won't need to be. That his awareness of the game means actually he'll put himself in positions that it's impossible to compare yeah. anyone to Virgil Van Dijk now. But he'd be more that type of centre half. Oh, definitely, Nathan. Any lads that can play and play the game the way he can play. Uh, you know, it's called, as we know, it's called reading the game. So it, it, it's like when Bobby Moore played; he was in in the position before the ball got there because he's reading where the ball where the where the ball's going to be. But 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 Rice has pace and that he's good in the air. He's got all the things that uh, that's needed for that particular position. I mean, he's a very very good midfield player, and and obviously uh, West Ham have to play him in that position because he's he's very valuable to them uh, in that position. But if he was going to a top class team. Uh, like Manchester City, or he'd be, he'd be a dream dream player for Manchester City playing in in, in, in the central back position, Nathan. Right. Uh, another player I wanted to talk to you about because you mentioned him when we were chatting earlier. Who you've been impressed with over the last few weeks is John Joe Shelby, uh, yeah. another English midfielder. Different stage of his career. He's 28 now. He's he's been to a big club. He was at Liverpool previously at a at a bad time for Liverpool as much as a a mm -hmm. bad time for himself. What's his limit? Like, is, is he just in the right club with the right manager right now, or could he go back to one of those top six teams? Um, the answer is I don't know. I always saw him as a very, very talented lad who lacked discipline, lacked quite a few different things to mm. stop him uh, fulfilling his promise as a very, very talented individual. Now, I saw him against uh, West Ham at Newcastle. I didn't see the match the other night. Uh, and it was the best display I've seen from a midfield player this season. Wow. He was brilliant. What was he, he doing? Out, he picked out the right pass. He worked hard. He scored a goal for them. Uh, he did all the things that you want a midfield player to do. Now, normally I, would, I wouldn't be in favour of a Shelby because I think you're uh, on his day and then that. Now, I don't know how old he is now. He's probably He's around tw 27. 28 now, 28. 28. Well... He should be at the prime of his career, mm. and he might just have the right manager in 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 Bruce, and that's the way that's the way I read it. So, I uh, it would it would be a gamble, Nathan. Obviously, more of a gamble than most. But, uh, but if I were if I were, again, if I were Guardiola, I'd be very tempted to go for him. Okay, you very think he, you think he could actually play in a team of that quality? Well, definitely, he has the skill, Nathan. He, he can pick a pass. He he can distribute it. He's he's well gifted lad. Now he mm -hmm. might be at an age now with the right manager in the right team, where he he would be as good as he promised to be years ago. Mm. Very very good. It's just, it's the best midfield performance I saw uh, this 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 season. His his, his performance against uh, uh, West Ham the other night at at Newcastle. It's one of the great shames of modern football that there's so much money around for the best clubs they don't actually need to take too many risks when it comes to signing players and you know we've gone through over the last few months your all-time 11s for various different teams mm. and so often you'd bring up that ah oh, things weren't going well from somewhere and he'd maybe gone off the rails but this great manager spotted something brought him to the club because yep. there was no great transfer fees or anything took a chance and molded him into exactly what he wanted within the team and goes on to become this club legend you yeah. don't see that so often anymore because Pep Guardiola may look at John Joe Shelby and may as you say look at the skill set and think he's perfect but maybe it's just hassle I don't need and I can go and buy somebody with a similar skill set for, for 40, 50 million and I don't, I don't have the other side of things you, yeah. you would love to see actually if someone would take a chance on a player like that 
Well, I, I, I think he'd be made for Guardiola. Because first of all, he'd be playing with top-class players. And I think he would, he would, he would have uh, the, res- the respect for Guardiola and would know at 28, this is the last chance, mm. Nathan. So the cer- certain things you could put. Now, it, is, it would be a gamble. I don't think you'd have to pay that much for him. Uh, let's put it this way. If I were the management in, ma- in Guardiola's position, I would take a risk on him. Okay. I would, it'd be worth it because this guy, when he's playing, uh, is, is, is up there with the best and with a good manager. Well, Steve Bruce is getting the best out of him, and I've seen him a few times before, but the other night he was exceptionally good. So, uh, and I heard Bruce talking, in, well, I saw in the paper what he was saying, that he gets on well with him, and he's, 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 you know, he's, he's, he's obviously t- talking to him in the right way. You never know, Nathan, you know, but um, mm. what I saw on the pitch, and I've seen for a long time with him, but particularly now, has, has been as good as, as good as there is in the Premiership. Well, Guardiola will definitely be aware of him uh, if you think back to that goal he scored against Manchester City earlier in the season where they City yes. switched off at the edge of the air and he swept in that brilliant finish. Brilliant. So. Like, he's always been capable of doing it. Mm. Now, I would, I, like a year or two ago, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him in a barge pole. And I think, but what I saw of him this season, uh, uh, last week even, was at Newcastle. It could well be that he's got the discipline that's needed to be done. And I think with, if he got to a t- team like Manchester City with Guardiola, uh, then I would take a chance on him doing it from there. Yeah, and as you say, 28 now, Like he made his debut when he was 16 for Charlton. He was thrown in right at the deep end yeah. as a kid. That yeah. Went to Liverpool as a very young player as well. There's a lot of money in there uh, that can distort things and make life difficult. That Maybe he's at a stage of his career where, as you say, his head is properly screwed on now. Well, well, I don't think he didn't go into the, to, to one of the best Liverpool teams, Nathan, did he? No, and he was only—I think time. he was 19 at the time. So you know what I mean? Like, so he didn't go in in, in with Suness and these guys, which, mm. which which would bring him along as well. Maybe a lot expected. We know. I don't know. We're we're only guessing at it, but only can see his ability. I think he's at an age now where he's he's, he's hopefully grown up. He's certainly doing it for for Steve Bruce. Um, but I I would I would take that gamble on him anyway. All right, we need to take a very quick break. Lots more to come from John Giles in just a moment. Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. When you've watched more Belarusia Premier League than is healthy, proper football is back. Gamble responsibly, cwe.net. Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. The greatest football partnership since Jeff and Heskey. All right, you're welcome back. It's quarter past eight kickoff for tonight's live commentary of Aston Villa against Manchester United. I'll be alongside the Dundalk manager, Vinnie Perth, for that. But John Giles is with us, as always, at this time of Thursday evening. John, we've just been talking about some of the really good English talent that may be available and may be on the move this summer. And we're constantly talking about Manchester City, about Manchester United, about Chelsea, where they need to improve. Liverpool are the champions, so they may not feel there's a huge room for improvement. And as you go through the squad, it's hard to see where somebody would fit in like, do you look at Jurgen Klopp's squad and think actually this is a group if he makes no changes can maintain that level next season I, I think so Nathan yeah I'd be surprised if they don't um, but it remains to be seen because when the team wins the, 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 the premiership like they did this year sometimes you got to switch off mm. Nathan in other words like if you go back to last year when, when City pipped them City didn't start off the season very well Whereas Liverpool didn't win it, so you, you have that hunger 
to go and do it, whereas the City players, in my opinion, didn't. I can only go on my own experience tonight, and we won the league with Leeds in 69, we pipped Liverpool. Mm. And we were, definitely, and it wasn't a conscious thing, when we started the next season, we weren't in with that same attitude that we had when we finished the season, Nathan. We yeah. won it. And I think it was about Christmas time, by, by the time we really got back to hunger, that we had when we, when, we, when we won it. And it wasn't a conscious thing. We didn't consciously think, oh, well, we've won it now and we're going to start. It's just, it just the way it happens. It's a, it's, a, it's a mental situation. So what we saw with Manchester City was starting the season not so well because they won it and City didn't. Uh, sorry, Liverpool didn't and, mm. and were hungry to do it. So we'll have to wait and see. But I'd be surprised um, if they don't. Uh, continue to do what they what what they've been doing. Just on that, then, uh, because obviously last Thursday night Manchester City gave them quite a beating in their first game as champions, mm. and they've had two wins since then without really hitting the heights of earlier in the season. Mm. Is there anything you've seen, or are you reading anything into that performance against Manchester City in terms of switching off? Well, well, that's what they did, Nathan. Mm. You know, because you see, you, you, you can't contrive it. If that's the right word. Like if they were going to, if the, the season had been normal and they needed to win at Manchester City or a draw at Manchester City, you would definitely have seen a different Liverpool team. But they'd won it. They knew they'd won it. So you can't say, oh, like a hunger is a hunger. It's like if you haven't eaten anything for a week at night and you're hungry. But you can't pretend to be hungry if you're eating every day. So it's the same thing in football. It's a psychological thing. They're going to that match against uh, Manchester City. They know they've won it. Yeah. Everybody knows they've won it. So that hunger to do what's needed to be done that they did in previous matches is not there. You can't pretend for you can't pretend it to be there. Right? So that's what like I don't know when the season starts next season. Uh, they know they've won it. Is the hunger going to be there again? Because it's hard to keep it year in and year out. And, and I found that in my experience anyway. We didn't start the next season very well at all compared to how we finished the season. We pipped Liverpool. In 1969, and we needed a, a, a draw, at least a draw at Anfield, second last match of the season, to clinch it. So it was a big chase, Nathan. Mm. So we, we didn't start the next yeah. season, because starting the next season, you've got the whole season to go at. You know, when you go in the last six matches, you know, God, we don't do it in the last six matches, we're not going to win it. Yeah. But when the season starts again, this, the, that was in my day, it was 22 ma- 42 matches to go to do it. But I would, I'd be surprised with Klopp. I think Klopp it won't, won't let them ease off at all, Nathan. You know, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if Liverpool uh, are, and, and, and City won't be the main contenders. Depends what City do and in, in, are allowed to do in the, in the, in the summer as well, when, when, when we do go to the close season to buy players, Nathan. Alex Ferguson's attitude was always at Manchester United, where possible, strengthen from a position of strength. Yes. And Liverpool, when you look at their bench, it's, it's quite a small squad. It's the same 18, 20 players he's used all the time. And, and even those outside the first 11 had, hadn't had a huge amount of game time, maybe with the exception of Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain. Those younger players that he's given an opportunity to at the moment, Curtis Jones, who we saw score against Aston Villa last week, Neko Williams came in and played at left-back last night, though generally a right-back. Are those players that can step up, do you feel, next season, that he can trust and can give a lot more game time to and will mean he won't need to go out and buy two or three players this summer? Well, I don't think he's going to buy anybody anyway. I'd be surprised if he does, Nathan, because of the, of the, the, the young kids that he has. And it, it's, it's, it's going to be a problem, I think, for Klopp. Klopp. 
actually a good problem because when you get these young players that we've seen, the players that you mentioned there, that mm. like uh, Jones and, and Williams and these lads and Elliot, these are terrific players, Nathan, who, in my opinion, uh, are good enough now to go into the first team, right? Uh, but but he has such a strong team that it that they're not going to get in as they would in some other clubs, and it can be a problem, in my opinion, for him because. When you get to the age these lads have, which are 18 and 19 now, you need to step on, step forward, you know, to, to continue your career. I've seen it before where players, Manchester United years ago when they had the Busby Babes, uh, and I was just coming to the club at that time, there was a lot of terrific players there who couldn't get into that team. And because of the year, year or two or three, that I wouldn't call wasted, but didn't mm. march on, and they didn't, they didn't become the players they should have done, Nathan. So this is a problem that Klopp could have with these young players who are terrific players. In my opinion, they should be in the first team. Not in Liverpool, a first team, and not in Liverpool's first because they're such a good team. So it's a big problem. Do I, what do I do with these lads? You know, because Ferguson, Ferguson had it. Ferguson made a big, big decision years ago yeah. uh, when, when he brought the young lads in, the class of 92, when, when, he, when he had a very good team with, with uh, Konchelkis and Paul Ince. Mark Hughes, let them go. Mm. Uh, and Alan Hansen, as we said, well, at that time, we don't win anything with youngsters. And they went on to be a great team, uh, you know, with, with the players they had. They, they brought David Beckham, Nicky Butts, Paul Scholes, Neville Brothers, Ryan Giggs. Uh, and he was very brave to do it. And obviously it paid off for them, and they went on to win things. I think in Klopp's place, he's got a problem. It's a great problem to have, Nathan. In other words, too many good players... <laughs> at the same time is there a case that actually as you say this summer and you look at the age profile of the Liverpool players the starting 11 there's not many of them who are at a stage where you'd be looking to really move them on or will be struggling to play as many minutes as you would like if they're fully fit but that he can say to those young players like a Curtis Jones that I'm going to give you a chance this season and when you get those chances if you take them well actually you know what we might sell Gini Vinealdum next, next summer or yeah. we might sell Salah or one of these players, but if you step up, that will be your place. But you need to prove it. Yeah, but you can't say that, Nathan. You know, you can't. You couldn't say that as a manager right. because if you say that to one of the players, like one of those kids, he could say it to, to Salah or one of these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, the manager said, "If you're not doing it, I'm going to be." You know, well, could could, could, could <laughs> that could that be the sort of thought plan then that Klopp has behind the scenes of, I want one or two of these to step up, so actually we can. You know, we can just move somebody else on, as you say, rejuvenate the squad with younger players naturally. Well, well, that's if you need to rejuvenate. Mm. That's up to the players that's there. I, I see. I think the Liverpool team at the at the moment are just on their peak, coming to their peak now. So it depends how how long uh, you can you can stay at your peak. Nobody knows that. So that's why it could be a problem for for uh, it could be a problem for a club. A good problem in that I have these terrific players, but how can I leave Salah out and Mane out? And for me now, well, these guys are at the peak of their career, mm. at their careers, you know, which I think they are. I don't think they're, they're anyway past it. There's got another, could be another two or three years in them. But in the meantime, you've got the, 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 the likes of that kid Jones, and he's, well, is he 18, 19 now? Yeah. And then he's got to be 21. You know what I mean, Nathan? Like, it can Without pass you by. Ball, yeah. it, it can pass you by. I've seen, it, I've seen it happen before. It's a great problem for Klopp to have. Uh, but what does he do with these young kids? Mm. You know, does he sell them? 
you, you know, nobody wants to sell players like that they have. I mean, what you want to do is to wait another two or three years and sell the older players on and get these young players in. But if they, there's a sort of clashing at the moment, you know, Liverpool are coming onto that peak, uh, and these kids are ready to go into the first team. This is the problem he has. It's a great problem to have, Nathan, but it's still a problem. Or could be. Uh, and it's a very different situation than what's going on at Manchester United and Chelsea, where it needs must for them, and actually they've ended up bringing through a huge amount of young talent over the past year, whether it's Chelsea with their transfer ban or Manchester United with just a, well, a, a loss of form. And the likes of Mason Mount and Billy Gilmore and um, Greenwood at Manchester United. Yeah. All of these exciting young players that now they can build their team around for the coming yeah. years. Yeah, well, that's, they, they don't have a problem. I mean, the, the, the problem that uh, Lampard and, and Solskjaer have is trying to be as good as Liverpool. Mm. So they won't have any problem with the players. And, and, and you're absolutely right. Now, you know, they've got outstanding players. I mean, Greenwood, for example, I think he's the real McCoy. Yeah. Oh, he's outstanding. And he doesn't make a fuss, this kid. He gets on with it and that. So, Solskjaer is, is, is a Manchester United are trying to catch Liverpool. So are Chelsea. They look the best uh, best at the moment They're trying to do that, depending on what Manchester City do, of course, in the summer. Uh, but with the young players, these they've got terrific young players who, who will uh, get into the first team. Uh, Liverpool have the players at the moment who are at their peak and, and in their careers who have young, young players who will be looking to get into the first team. Mm. So that's the difference with them all around. I mean, obviously, Klopp is in the best position because he has the best team at the moment. Nathan. Sure, yeah. So, so he's, he's the, pro- the problem he has is, is, is having too many good players, if that can be a problem. Whereas the other players like Southgate and, and Lampard and Manchester City have to catch Liverpool now. Uh, so it, it's going to be fascinating, but there's some terrific young players. I think from, from uh, uh, the English manager's point of view, uh, there's some terrific young players coming along, Nathan. You know, we mentioned we mentioned some of them with with uh, with, uh, with Chelsea. They've got terrific players, and I know Gilmore is a Scottish lad. Mm. So, but a lot of lot of players at Manchester United, like uh, like Greenwood, Rashford, Williams, Wambasaka, yeah, Wambasaka, uh, Henderson can come back and goal. So, they 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 have a lot of promising players there on the way. Uh, so. Solskjaer doesn't have that problem about putting young players in and not being able to put them in. He wants as many as he can. So does Frank Lampard. Um, so they look. The, the, it doesn't look like Spurs are in it, in my opinion. They only have the young players uh, that the other teams have. And the other one, of course, is Manchester City, depending on what they do in the transfer. So Klopp is in a very, very, very strong position, but, he, but he'll have that problem, Nathan. But he can handle that, I'm sure. We have spent a lot of the last hour, John, it turns out, talking about English talent and a lot of young English talent coming through. Let's finish with some Irish talent yeah. and our boy John Egan who scored two goals for Sheffield United in the past week. Uh, his manager Chris Wilder was saying he should have 10 for the season already. It's, it's brilliant that he's got to this stage of his career and he's played in all four divisions and now scored in all four divisions and he's a real Irish success story to have him and you'd expect to be a mainstay of Stephen Kenny's side. In terms of his ability, like, what, what do you think his level is? I, th- I think he's up there, Nathan. He's a very, very good player. Uh, he's a centre-back, as we know. He's good in the air. He's good to play. He's good attitude. Get a few goals for you. I, I, no, luckily enough, well, in many ways, we're, we're well served in that position at the back. You know, Randolph, Seamus, Seamus Coleman, Matt Doherty, Ender Stevens, you know, uh, Duffy, Egan, Jaron mm. Clark. You know, we're, we're really well served there. And it's great having them. 
uh, it, it's a pity we can't spread the, 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 the talent around a bit more evenly up front than that, Nathan. But, but it is what it is. Uh, and these players are really, really top-class players. Yeah. And, and young Egan is another one in there. You know, Sheffield United have done extremely well, as we know. And him and Ender Stephen at the back, like they've been big, big players for them at, at the top level, which is great for us. The more players we get at that level, uh, the better, Nathan. You know, we just got to get. Uh, well, the young lads are coming through up front, and hopefully, Conley and and Parrot and these lads will will, will do their stuff. Yeah, uh, here's hoping. John, yeah. great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power When you've watched more Belarusia Premier League than is healthy Proper football is back Gamble responsibly, cwe.net